0: Welcome to Disney Honor Roll. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Sharon. We are two teachers who love our families, our students, and everything Disney. When we're not at school or taking care of our own children, we are dreaming of our next Disney vacation. What aspects of Disney will make our Honor Roll and which won't make the grade? You'll have to listen to find out. Class starts now. Welcome to
1: episode thirteen of Disney Honor Roll. Original release date March seventeenth, twenty twenty-one.
0: Today we will be grading Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. But first, it's time for the morning announcements.
1: Today is St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody! Top of the morning to you. <laughs> in honor of St. Patrick's Day, we thought it would be fun to highlight a slice of
0: Ireland in Walt Disney World, Raglan Road at Disney Springs. Raglan Road is a traditional Irish pub with some favorite Irish foods and drinks, as well as live music daily. It's actually one of the few places on property that continues to have
1: live performances throughout this period of COVID restrictions. It's so nice that they do that. Oh,
0: it sure is. So if you're looking for a good time and a relaxing environment for lunch or dinner, we highly recommend that you give Raglan Road a shot. Or have a shot at Raglan Road. Yeah, or some (laughs) Guinness. True Irish spirit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In other news, Magic Mobile
0: is coming to Walt Disney World soon. Woohoo! We know that Magic Bands are no longer being offered for free to resort guests. And now Disney has announced a new technology that will allow guests to use their smartphones to scan into the parks instead of using a Key to the World card or a Magic Band. The rollout of this will begin later this year with Apple products, including the Apple Watch. Yes, I am so excited about being able to use the Apple Watch. I have an Apple Watch and I bought a puck holder. So I would take the puck out of my magic band and put that in a little puck holder and attach it to my watch band. So I wouldn't have to wear both because that's really cumbersome. That's really smart. I know my mom bought the puck holder that's a keychain. Yeah, those are something attach attached to her purse. Yep, but now I won't have to use that because I can just scan my Apple Watch instead, so that'll be nice. That's really convenient. It is. But for those of us without an Apple Watch, <laughs> we'll just have to activate our old Magic Bands. <laughs> yep, and they still sell Magic Bands, and they are cuter than ever. They sure are. You just got to buy them.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk about some progress reports here. Here. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure in the France Pavilion at Epcot will be opening on October 1st of this year
0: to help kick off the world's most magical celebration. Finally! Yes! Oh my goodness, it's a shame they're waiting this long to open the ride since it's been so close to being finished. It was supposed to be finished shortly after when the parks shut down last March, so Mm -hmm. it's been a long time. I'm thinking that when it opens in October, there won't be any plexiglass
1: partitions on the ride vehicles. I'm hoping so, at least. Hopefully things will be a little bit more normal in the world.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I think when the ride opens, it should be as the Imagineers truly pictured that it would be, and they don't want anything getting in the way of their vision. That could be one of the reasons that they are delaying the opening. I think definitely, because they've had to change all of the rides that are already opened to the plexiglass, like Rise of the Resistance and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to start the ride with those partitions.
1: I also think that they're opening this ride on October 1st to alleviate the crowds at Magic Kingdom on that day, because that is the 50th anniversary on October 1st itself. I know that the celebrations will be going on for a year and a half, but that is the day. So whatever capacity will be at that point,
0: this will definitely help draw some crowds to Epcot and away from the Magic Kingdom. I totally agree with that. And it'll be interesting to see what park hopping will be like that day too, because people might start at Epcot and try to get their Remy Ratatouille. I'm assuming they're going to do a virtual queue like they do for Rise of the Resistance, but it'll be interesting to see if people will be able to park hop from Epcot to Magic Kingdom on that day.
1: I wonder if they'll do the virtual queue in the same way, like where you have to do it at 7 a.m. and then once again in the afternoon, or if you can just join throughout the day.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens on October 1st. See. Also opening on October 1st is La Creperie de Paris, a new table service and quick service restaurant that's also in the France Pavilion at Epcot.
1: So smart of them to open that on the same day because those that can't get onto Remy will still want to hang out in France there
0: (laughs) absolutely
1: the menu here will feature sweet crepes savory buckwheat galettes which are naturally gluten-friendly and authentic French
0: hard cider Mm. I am so excited for this place I love crepes so much I fell in love with crepes when I was in Europe
1: and obviously we don't have them here in the United States like they do there so the next time I was in Epcot after that I just wanted all the crepes I could get.
0: (laughs) Yes, I have a nice memory sitting with my mom eating crepes in France. So I cannot wait to recreate that in France and Epcot. Oh, that's wonderful.
1: One last kind of related progress report for everybody is that on Friday night, we had a Zoom trivia night in honor of Chrissy's birthday during our birthday week celebration. (laughs) And uh, it was a trivia night and we were playing for pride not prize, but I threw in the bonus prize of a shout out on our podcast to the winning team, which sadly was not our schooling the competition team. It was the assistance to the regional manager. Woohoo! So go, team, go.
0: Good job, guys. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> I had to put that in there. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our report card for the week. Last week we asked for your feedback and asked for your opinions on what we should grade, and we got a lot of great feedback from emails and texts and we are going to be grading like we said Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Yeah,
1: I love this.
0: A true true classic. It truly is. The Carousel of Progress
1: first opened at the New York World Fair on April 22, 1964, and it was called Progress Land.
0: What a terrible name. It was a terrible name. Oh, Carousel of Progress is so much better.
1: Progress Land.
0: They then moved the entire carousel and opened in Disneyland in 1967, and it remained there until 1973 when it was moved to Walt Disney World.
1: It had a new theater this time, but the stage portion itself was moved to Walt Disney World. Yes. It opened there on
0: January 15th,
1: 1975,
0: right in Tomorrowland. Now, the most iconic part of the Carousel of Progress is the theme song. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow
1: shining at the end of every day. Love that song. Yes. It was written by the Sherman brothers, Richard and Robert, who are famous for composing the music for classics like Mary Poppins. Chitty chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And The Jungle Book. Yes, but they actually did not write The Bare Necessities. They wrote all the others, but not Bare Necessities, which is interesting. Very interesting. interesting. Yeah, Very interesting.
1: I did not know that.
0: So when the show moved to Walt Disney World, General Electric became the sponsor for the show. And this is a fun little trivia tidbit here. Or what does your mom call it? Um, Disney fun fact. Disney fun fact. DFF. Yes. General Electric wanted to have a new theme song because they did not want their customers to wait for a great big beautiful tomorrow. They
1: wanted people to buy their appliances today. <laughs> so a new song was written entitled The Best Time of Your Life. When something like, now is the time, now is the best time. <laughs> I, I don't remember that song personally, even though it was part of the ride when I was little but I've heard my parents sing it a lot over the years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So in 1985, General Electric's contract expired and the show closed shortly for the GE references to be removed. There are still a few GE appliances in the scenes, but you can't really notice them unless you look for them. But actually, the song stayed in for another eight years after that.
1: Which brings us to 1993. When the Carousel of Progress underwent another refurbishment, which updated the last scene to Christmas in the House of
0: 2000. The show was also renamed Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Now, this was the first time that the names of all of the characters were used in the show. And a contemporary version of There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow returned as the theme song. Best song. Yes, definitely glad that it's back. So am I. This attraction has an outdoor queue with
1: a large gathering space near the door of the theater, followed by a switchback queue.
0: There are videos with reels of Walt Disney and the Sherman Brothers who wrote the iconic song, and it's nice to see those little videos as you're waiting. It sure is. During the video, Walt explains the making of the attraction for the World's Fair. Now, I do have to admit, I've never actually seen those videos in the queue because I've never had to wait for this ride. It's been many years since I've seen them. When you come to see the Carousel of Progress, you don't have to wait long. The average wait time is only five minutes, and the show time is 21 minutes. So that bodes very well for our rubric. Good for you. (laughs) Good for you, Carousel of Progress.
1: All righty. So the attraction itself. The basic plot of the show has gone unchanged since the World's Fair in 1964. The circular center stage is divided into six equal scenes, and the seats revolve around the stages throughout the show. The entrance and exit allow time for guests to get in and out of their seats, as well as a quick intro and
0: outro message. Now many people might not realize that the entrance and the exit points are actually two separate areas. They are decorated similarly so you don't realize it, but you actually enter and exit on two different parts of the ride.
1: There are four scenes themselves that the audience travels through during the attraction. Each scene is set around one family during different holidays in one of the four seasons of the
0: year. The scenes progress through the 20th century, as you can tell with the technological advances, the clothing that they're wearing, and even the language that they use.
1: Not only does the audience revolve around the center stage, but within the stage in each scene, there are two
0: turntables with different mini-scenes on them. I always thought that was so cool. Yeah, they're so fun. Now, the main character, John, he's the narrator, and he talks to the audience about all the technological advances his family has benefited from.
1: Other characters are his wife, Sarah, his teenage daughter, Patricia, his younger son,
0: James, and their dog, Rover. Other characters that make an appearance are Uncle Orville and Grandmother and Grandfather. The first act takes place
1: during Valentine's Day at the beginning of the 20th century, and you can see the family using gas lamps, a kitchen pump for water, a telephone, a coal stove, and other old-fashioned
0: devices. Then we travel to the 4th of July in the 1920s, and it features electric lighting, a radio, a sewing machine, and a stronger-looking icebox. My family loves Uncle Orville in this scene.
1: He's sitting in the bathtub, and he he goes, No privacy at all around here. (laughs) We say that a lot. (laughs) The third act takes place in the 1940s with innovations like an automatic dishwasher, television, and
0: a much bigger refrigerator. And this one is funny because the daughter is using one of those exercise machines with a piece of leather around her butt and it's shaking. And that, I just always think that that's so funny. (laughs) And I love how they reference that.
1: It takes place in the 1940s, but they reference it as an old thing they found in the attic. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just, it's so cool. And she's talking on the phone to her friend.
0: (laughs) That's a fun one. The final scene is set around Christmas, and this is right around 2000. It depicts the family interacting with more recent technology, including high-definition television, virtual reality video games, and voice-activated appliances. So... Pretty cool to think about, considering it was made in the early '90s, and now we have all of these things like Alexa. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's it's mind-boggling how they
1: predicted these things correctly. Mm-hmm. I love how in each scene, our narrator John talks about how he can't he can't imagine life getting any better with all these all these new technologies that he has access to, and it's just funny because obviously. There's more technology coming right
0: down the road. (laughs) I know. It's crazy to think about what is coming next. I know. You know, I can't imagine much more technology in our lives, but who knows what's going to happen? Someone out there can. When we listen back on these podcasts in 50 years, we're going to be like, oh my gosh. Can you believe what we used to use to record this? (laughs) What is a podcast? (laughs) No, we will always
1: have Disney Honorable. Just saying. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about what we would change in the Carousel of Progress.
0: So I feel like there is always an ongoing debate about should we update the final scene? Should they keep the final scene the way it is? A lot of people think it should say it as it is, but really it's not showing the future anymore. It's showing current slash the past, you know, what they're wearing. And even the virtual reality isn't as modern as things are now. Right. Right. I would leave the first three scenes as they are, then I would update the final scene to have
1: more technological advances, or at least update those video game graphics oh. on the big TV there, and maybe make it a flat screen.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty terrible, and I feel like that would be a pretty easy fix to just put a right? flat screen in. You, you would think.
1: A flat screen and just a couple better graphics, and <laughs> maybe we wouldn't have to update anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they could utilize the exit theater in the rotation to
0: add in some sort of mini scene. Yeah, that would be an interesting thought. They do need the time to get the people out, but if they have something small in there, that would be interesting.
1: Well, when our imaginary friends come call in, we will tell them these ideas.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Nostalgia this ride oozes nostalgia because that's what it's based on all of these things that have happened in the past it's so great to ride and just appreciate walt's vision for this ride and just see how much technology has progressed i wholeheartedly agree
1: it's a must do for me every time that i'm there so let's talk about our rubric here and how we graded this because there's the debate is the carousel of progress a show or is it a ride It's a tough call. It is indeed. It is. But since there are no cast member performers, we decided to grade this as a ride, not a show.
0: Yes. And also it's the same every single time you would go. I feel like if it's a live show, there's always going to be things that are different because it's a live performance. So this is pretty much the same unless you see something technologically weird, you know, a glitch (laughs) or something. Right.
1: <laughs> we'll cover that on the rubric. <laughs> Speaking of which, you can find our rubric on Instagram and Facebook if you'd like to follow along at Disney Honor roll.
0: All right. So let's get started. The first category is cue theming. And this scores only a one because there really isn't much to that cue. That's true. Cue comfort also a one. It's just not
1: very comfortable. And it's all outdoors and it is partially shaded. So it
0: has that. <laughs> But the good thing is you don't have to wait long because wait time versus ride length scores a three. Probably the best wait time versus ride length in the entire park. I think this is our first three in that category as well. Cast member setup,
1: again, just a one. There aren't many cast members you encounter here, but they just have a very standard script to read in the beginning and
0: nothing to go with the theming of it. It would be pretty cool if they had a live cast member in the show. (laughs)
1: That interacting
0: cool. with all of the audio animatronics. <laughs> Ooh. What we would change. <laughs> <laughs> Ride comfort gets a 3. You're in a nice air-conditioned theater. Your whole family can sit together. It's just yeah, it feels so good on those hot Floridian days.
1: Ride maintenance and technology. We had to give it a bump down to a 2. It's not that it often that it's down, but There are glitches in the animatronics.
0: Yes, there have been some reports of the animatronics malfunctioning or even the hand falling off in the middle of a show. So (laughs) that cannot be a three. For ride theming, this gets a three. It is well done. And just the nostalgia there, you have to give it a three. It's awesome. Ride extras.
1: Guys, if you are into searching for hidden Mickeys, look no further than the Carousel of Progress. (laughs) They are in every scene. It's so cool to look for them. Uh, So this one gets a three for our ride extras.
0: And that will be a great little activity for a young kid who might not necessarily be interested in the actual show. But if you tell them that there's a bunch of hidden Mickeys, that'll keep them entertained. So that brings
1: the Carousel of Progress to a final score of a 17, which is a B on our
0: rubric. So that joins the leaderboard In the B category with the Seven Dwarves Mine Train, Test Track, Expedition Everest, and Dumbo. Pretty decent score there for Carousel of Progress. Surprisingly decent, actually. Yes.
1: Now, everything in this ride, in this show, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) we'll call it the ride. um, Everything is pretty quotable here. There are a lot of good ones, but we just went with the classic for today. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every
0: day a great quote to remember if you're not having that good of a day yes there's always tomorrow yep and always something to look forward to you just have to search for it but not if you're buying your ge appliances then buy them today right now is the time
1: (laughs) now is the best time
0: (laughs) (laughs) so thank you again for listening we are would be honored if you shared our podcast with someone you know We appreciate all of the reviews and the comments and the interactions that we have on our Instagram and Facebook pages. You can follow us on Instagram
1: and Facebook at Disney Honor Roll. Reach out to us there or email us at DisneyHonoroll at
0: gmail.com. We really, truly love hearing from you. And also don't forget about our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Disney Honor Roll. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Class dismissed. See you real real soon. soon.